Hi, welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, Jenny. And I'm Justin. And today we are going to be reviewing the movie A Christmas Horror Story. Now, Jen, did you realize this was an, an anthology film? Um, Probably uh, maybe like 15 minutes in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I did not even... Because it's not your typical anthology film where it's one story and then a break and then another story. Because mm-hmm. it's just these... It's essentially four different stories, right? You have uh, the three kids who are investigating the murder of some classmates at their school that happened like a year prior. Then you have a family that's taking like an unplanned like trip to go visit a relative for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then you have a cop and his wife and their son who find themselves in a situation. And then you have Santa Claus at the at the North Pole, right? So you think that it's a little bit different because usually they would start start the short story, end the short story, move on to the next one. Yeah, so that's why I didn't pick up on the fact that it was an anthology film. Because I was watching this and I was like, how do these tie in together? Because they do have small things that tie into each other, right? Like the girl going on vacation with her family meets up with the three kids doing the investigation to give them the keys to the school to get in. And then the cop that was investigating the murder is the cop that's um, with his family. Mm-hmm. So they have these little things that tie them together. I really didn't pick up on this being an anthology film until like the very end. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Usually I don't pick up on things. Well, I kind of, I think the very beginning when, um, so you have the DJ um, who is like pulling that, that really long shift, the Christmas shift, and he's, you could, you know, he starts out with his, uh, pulls, pulls out his eggnog and his, uh, his uh, what is that, like whiskey, and you could tell like it's going to be a long day for him. I think that that's where it was, it kind of like clued me in on, okay, this guy is kind of like the storyteller, and he is connected in some way to all the stories that are going to come about. Um, so you find out that he's the, um, the, his grandson is the one that was uh, murdered in that a year ago, which is what the the kids were investigating. Oh, I totally miss that. Yeah, that's why he kind of had that little um, like a remembrance, and he talked about his grandson. Oh wow, I must have totally overlooked that. Oh, okay, yeah. The DJ is played by the great William Shatner, which is awesome. Yeah, he has a great voice. Great yeah. DJ voice. Yeah, he, he did really good as, as the DJ. So which story do you want to dive into first? Um, let's start out. Why don't we just start out from the top? Oh, no, no. Um, well, they, they started out with... Yeah, they kind of all mixed together, right? So it's kind of hard to decide which one to talk about first because there's not really story, you know, one, two, three, four. It's like they're all at the same time shown throughout the movies. So. Right, right. Did you did you um, did you like it how it kind of like bounced you all over the place? I I did once I realized it was like an anthology horror film. I was like this makes a lot more sense because none of the they had those little tie-ins, but nothing really like had like big tie-ins. So mm-hmm. I was like when are these going to like clash, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it never happens. Mm-hmm. So I think the one thing that kind of bothered me about um, the hopping around was the fact that they're all done by different directors. So are they done by different directors? Yeah, I think there's like three director, three directors. Oh, really? So you've got different styles, different ways of, um, you know, like bringing the 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 horror aspect of it. Um, some like to scare you. Some like to. 
um, you know, make you think a little, you know, it's just different, different ways of delivering the story. And so bouncing all around kind of made you feel like, uh, like you're being plucked. I don't know. You were just like being plucked out of the story, thrown into another story. And then like, you just kept bouncing around. Like it was a little hard to kind of like keep, you know, keep your, you know, it's not the attention, but it's like that, that, you know, you start to get in a groove into the, into the, the story and then you're right back to another story so we'll go ahead and get started with the three kids investigating the high school and i'm not sure if it's for school or they're just doing it to try to you know put it up or something like that but they uh it's it's definitely seems like an investigation into the murders piece yeah i don't know i mean personally i don't know if i would want to um go I don't know the the building itself was just kind of creepy so um to enter to break into this this school which is used to be a, a con convent um that's already kind of scary um no one's there it it's this like murder happened in like a basement it's locked up and they kind of go it's like very very dark down there and I, I totally agree the what's weird is that the top story is like a normal school it almost seems like a uh, like a private school it seems like really nice if I'm remembering correctly yeah it looks like an expensive school. yeah it looks like an expensive private school mm-hmm. and then they go into this basement it just like this basement does not match up with the top level of the school right because like the basement it almost seems like it's a labyrinth down there mm-hmm. right and and they open up doors and there's like old medical equipment that was used for like girls giving birth to children and it's like there's blood all over it yeah that was a that was a little bit like why would they would they throw blood or why would they even leave blood on there any kind of um, that's a biohazard material. Yeah, I don't think blood stains like that, especially on, like, medical equipment where, like, it's supposed to get fluids onto it. <laughs> First off, it's weird that they didn't just tear all this stuff out and, like, yeah. throw it in a dumpster because obviously they have money. Like, look at the top of the school. Uh, but they kept the bottom of, of the school, like, the way it was. I'm right. I'm not really sure why. Is, right, yeah. So there was a jump scare of when they, um, they watched the video. Of the oh, investigator, yeah, or that the, was, they kind of—I don't even know how they got that footage. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like body cam footage body from cam a footage. police officer. Yeah. yeah, who who ends up being in another story. I honestly, I've never jumped so high in my life. <laughs> it's like, oh, with that jump scare? Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good one. Yeah, I don't know why it just it, it like scared me so badly, but <laughs> in horror movies. Never split the group, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, I have to go pee, so I'm gonna go to the bathroom and go pee. Yeah, right? and I, the whole time I'm like, no. Yeah. Everybody needs to go to the bathroom together. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you ever split up in like a scenario that's super creepy? I think they had seen some visions by then. Yeah. Oh, plus the audio guy kind of he has his headphones down on his uh, his shoulders, but he can kind of he's starting to hear. Yeah. Something. So he he's like picking noise up, which is something that I actually wanted to talk about is that I thought that was a really cool choice to have him able to hear these like noises right Mm -hmm. because like film equipment can pick up like really small sounds Mm -hmm. so I thought man that's such a cool like story detail of like no he's hearing stuff that nobody else can hear because he has this equipment on Mm -hmm. so I thought that was a a really cool thing to do did you notice that the bathroom had windows in it and a lot of the rooms that they're in have windows in them Oh, uh, even though it was the basement? Yeah. Which probably means that the building has like a slope. It's on a slope. 
Yeah, but they were like, we're trapped in here. And I'm like, you can never be trapped in a building that has windows. Oh, no, but they had had bars on the windows. Oh, did they? Yeah, because... You remember she, there was one point where she was checking to see, and she was like, oh, crap, you know, like, oh, there's bars on the, these windows. I mean, I guess they could have broken the glass. Yeah, well, that that, that makes a lot more sense, and I must have missed that part, too, because I was like, how are you trapped? Like, there's there's windows down here. Just break <laughs> a window and climb out. But if, if there's bars in them, that, that makes a lot more sense. It is kind of weird, though, whenever they're like, yo, we're trapped in this basement, and I'm like, it's only a door. Like, you can break a door down. Yeah. So. That's true. But the, I don't know. The door was pretty solid. Yeah, it was but a like solid you're in this door. basement that has like all this crap in it. You can find something <laughs> to break through a door with. That's true. How about that creepy mannequins for the nativity scene? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was. I, I thought that having. Yeah, those having any mannequins in a uh, you know a low lit area where they're using flashlights. So whenever you scan a room with flashlights it almost feels like mannequins are moving um and then you had the ghost kind of popping up in place of a mannequin and then she would like quickly disappear and it was just ended up just being a mannequin uh body you know that was that makes me never want to break into a department store because i don't think i could handle all those mannequins especially in like a back stock room or something where i think mannequins live <laughs> yeah like Dude, mannequins in horror movies. Okay, it is uh, it is pretty overdone, right? It happens in a lot of horror movies, mm-hmm. but it never stops being creepy to me. It never does. Like mannequins are <laughs> the creepiest thing ever. Which is like you're in like a shopping mall and you're looking at mannequins. It doesn't bother you at all, right? As soon as it's nighttime and you're the only one in there and yeah. like you, it, the lights are turned off. Mm-hmm. Mannequins turn into the creepiest thing on earth. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it, to me it never gets old. It becomes apparent with the investigators that the girl becomes possessed, mm-hmm. right? So she she tries to have sex with one of the guys and he doesn't want to because he has a girlfriend. So she kills that guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then she has sex with the guy who was working the sound equipment mm-hmm. who obviously has had a crush on her throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But like me, if I'm in a haunted, haunted place, that's the last thing I'm thinking about is <laughs> like knocking boots in a haunted house. Like it was just one chance. Yeah, that was his, that was his chance. Jump on that. Uh, so they have sex, right? And then she kind of snaps out of her like possessed yep. state, and then pretty quickly it escalates to, oh, I'm pregnant, and you know the ghost shows up and pins the guy against the wall and kills him. Like the kid died in the video. Yeah, because uh, she the felt uh, the ghost felt like threatened, and so yeah, she went ahead and attacked him. Right. Um, took his life, but it was kind of weird that. The redheaded chick, she kind of, um, I don't know, I guess the ghost whispered in her ear, like, what was her motive as a ghost, you know? Yeah, that that was weird. Like, she went up and whispered in her ear. We have no clue what she said to her. And then she wandered off. So who knows what kind of evil she's pregnant with at this point. Um, But she's the only one that survives and makes it out of the school carrying this possessed baby. I'm not sure. What did you think about this ghost killing these kids um, and wanting, you know, the wanting the kids to have um, the opportunity to take to, you know, raise her ch- her child, I guess. I don't know. That's not really what I took from it is like her trying to like bring her child into the world now. I was like, oh, this is some like creepy ghost baby at this point. Like th- this kid's going to turn out like real evil. Oh, OK. There, were, I feel like there's a lot like not, 
left for interpretation on this one. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is what a typical teenager ghost mindset is, is to, you know, think about herself and, you know, have her baby one way or another. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The next story, uh, let's talk about the family that's taking the unplanned trip to visit their... I've, it's his aunt, the father's aunt. Yes. So I, I guess it would be the great aunt to the kids. It's great. It was... No, it's the great aunt to him because it's his mom's... Oh, no, no. No, you're right. It is the great aunt to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're heading up there, and apparently the aunt didn't get along with his mother. So everyone's a little confused as to why they're going to visit her. Uh, but it becomes pretty apparent, like, he's going up there to, like, try to get money from her. Mm-hmm. Now, so Right away, though, you you discover that this family is a little wicked. It's, a, it's kind of very self-centered, very selfish people. Um, they disguise it well. Everybody looks like they're, um, they look like they have a very happy life, very uh, well put together life, but you quickly start to, you know, all the issues start to kind of bubble up to the surface. Yeah, the son. Duncan, I think it was. Yeah, Duncan. So he like breaks that statue of Krampus like blatantly. Yeah. Like she's like, don't touch that. It's old, you know, and he's like, okay, whatever. And he like puts it down and then she leaves the room. The gardener comes in Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, you shouldn't touch that, you know, and he's like, picks it up and just like drops it. And he's like, oops. Yeah. Right. So the kid Duncan is obviously like a jerk. And then you find out later on that he was, like, killing their pets. So he's definitely a serial killer in training. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they go up there. They're visiting the aunt. Uh, She's pretty unpleasant. Tells them to, like, get out, you know. And she's obviously, like, very scared about something. uh, Mm -hmm. But it's not really clear what it is. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, driving back. And did they hit something? Yeah, they they hit something, right? Um, I think there was something that walked or ran across the the front of the car, and he was trying to avoid it. Uh, went off into the woods. Yeah, yeah, which made him skid skid off the road and then get stuck. It's it's in the middle of the winter. It's freezing cold outside. Survival uh, instincts. I mean, I'm no Boy Scout, but I'm pretty sure that you're not supposed to leave your vehicle. There's absolutely no houses around that whole area. And then this family, um, Instagram perfect family, decides that they're gonna stick together but start walking through the woods to get help. So they're like walking through the woods. I think the dad starts talking shit about Krampus not being real or whatever. Yeah. And then like instantly like a chain comes out of the woods and like hits him and he's like cut and like bleeding, right? And then I I think he gets hit again and then Duncan gets like drugging off into the woods. Mm -hmm. Which was kind of... uh, so the whole time, Dad is, like, profusely bleeding. He has blood pulsing out of his, like, his stomach area. And no one is applying pressure. I mean, these women, who are the only remaining healthy ones, are, um, they're not they're not helping Dad or a husband, like, at all. Yeah. They're just, like, very concerned about Duncan because he is now missing. But uh, Dad is over here bleeding out. Uh, and then they run. Because they're, you know, it sounds like a, cr- a large creature in the in the woods. So they freak out. They start running, leave Dad behind. Uh, Dad catches up with them later. 
uh, and then they find shelter in a church. Yeah, so when they get into this church, uh, they start arguing, and, like, the daughter's like, oh, it's Krampus, and the, the mom's like, oh, it can't be Krampus, right? It Like, it's ridiculous that it's Krampus, and I'm like, why is it ridiculous that it's Krampus? Like, you just saw, like, this giant chain rip through the woods and, like, haul your kid off, like, and she's like, oh, it can't be, can't be Krampus, right? I thought it was, well, okay, my take on it is, like, he's the anti-Santa. Yeah. And so... It was just kind of weird, like, how we don't believe in Santa, but all of a sudden believing in Krampus is easy. I mean, for me, if I'm out in the woods and, like, somebody gets hit with a chain and, like, drug off in the <laughs> woods, I'm like, it's it's Krampus. Yeah. Like, I, I, I believe, bro, you could tell me it's like, you'd be like, it's the Easter Bunny. And I'd be like, I believe you. Let's go. <laughs> like, at that point, like, everything is on the table. But she's just so adamant that, like, oh, Krampus isn't real, right? And then, you know, the dad gets ripped through the window. And I was like, yo, Krampus is precise with this chain. Yeah. Because it comes through the window, wraps around the dad's necks. And like he, he like rips the dad out. Yeah. At that point, she was probably still like, "Oh, it's not Krampus, whatever." <laughs> but they, they 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 end up hiding in like a confessional. The girl's like, "I feel something on my leg," you know. And she like looks down. It's this giant tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And okay. I was like, I was like, stomp on his tongue, right? Yeah, I um, I didn't think it was for for some reason I didn't know what that was. Now it makes sense that that was his tongue. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, what is this tentacle coming? Through the bottom of the door, <laughs> it could possibly be like I was like, what? What part did it come from? From his body? But I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> she stabs it. They open up the door, and Krampus is like on the other side of the room. So does he have like a forty foot tongue? Because he's like on the other side, like he's like by the front doors, you know. But she just stabbed his tongue, so he's quick. Yeah, I guess he he looks really cool. I did like how how they did Krampus in this. Yeah. So I've never, uh, well, you know, I don't even know. I didn't know what Krampus was supposed to look like. So I thought um, he almost, because he's so white, he almost feels like a more saint-like, more a heavenly creature and not, you know, pure evil, like what he's meant to resemble. Oh, I didn't take that just because, like, I kind of know the the backstory of Krampus of, mm-hmm. like, he, like, you know, like, beats bad kids and stuff like that. Right. Like, he's not, like, a – I wouldn't – like, like you said, he's the anti-Santa Claus. And that's that's how I have seen Krampus portrayed before is, like, with the goat horns and all that. Okay. So um, it's very much like Satan. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if you'd compare him to Satan, but he's definitely, like, the opposite of, like, what you think of when you think of Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, so the mother gets off. I'm super impressed that this girl made it back to her aunt's house because you're like running through the woods at nighttime and you find your way back. She's obviously on the track team because yeah. she is a great runner. <laughs> so she gets back, right? Confronts Krampus in like the front yard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as I saw the gasoline and the chainsaw, I was like, hell oh, yes. Yeah. I was like, we're going to have ourselves a chainsaw fight, right? <laughs> But she just ends up setting Krampus on fire, which is still pretty cool. You notice how jacked Krampus was? Yes. So whoever they got to play Krampus is definitely, like, a bodybuilder or something like that. Because I'm like, dude, Krampus is huge. Or someone that's wearing a a suit. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like, it's so hard for me to tell the difference between, like, practical effects and VFX these days. Yeah. Uh, So... 
I just kind of chalk it all up to like special effects, you know. <laughs> um, but I, honestly, I think that was just like the actor. I think he was just—I mean, he wasn't like ungodly big, but he was like a big dude. Uh, so she ends up like setting Krampus on fire, and he turns into the gardener. And I was like, "Oh, Krampus was the gardener." First off, I was a little bummed out that we didn't get to see any chainsaw action because just like creepy mannequins in a movie, I'm always down for a good chainsaw fight in like a, a, a horror movie or really any type of movie. I want to see people fight with a chainsaw. Yeah, I was actually, it was kind of unimpressive as well because he did so well in the fight at the church, you know, taking out the the parents. Yeah. And then um, this girl who's been running for miles, you know, is uh, able to stab him in the neck and then take him down so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I guess all those abs didn't really help him out in the end anyways, right? <laughs> she goes inside the house, and the aunt is like explains that Krampus can be anybody mm-hmm. uh, that has like wickedness in their heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was kind of a leap when she was like, oh, that's why you sent us away, because you wanted Krampus to come after us instead of you. Yeah, and then that's kind of where her evilness started to build up. Which in turn made her turn into Krampus. Yeah, so she becomes Krampus and then she kills the ant. So I it, thought that that was where the story kind of fell apart, though. Yeah. It was very, like, really? This is kind of like that last minute. Well, we got to finish up the story. How are we going to wrap it up? Yeah, well, it was. just make yeah. her feel, make her be evil, and then now she's the bad guy. It definitely <laughs> felt like a, like, like, wrap it up moment. All right, so the third story, right, you have the cop and his family. So they're out in the woods getting a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. The kid ends up getting lost, or he, he wanders off. It's almost like he's being called by something, though. Yeah. What did you think when the kid came out of the tree? Um, I thought that he, right away you knew that that wasn't going to be the kid. Right. It's just too easy. No kid hops into, like, a a hollowed out tree and comes out normal. I mean, just even his body language was different. Which I'm yeah. surprised the parents didn't pick up on that. So that kid did a really good job acting. Oh my gosh! Like, yes. As was. soon as <laughs> as soon as he came out of that tree, I was like, "That's a doppelganger." Yeah. I was like, "That is not that kid." He he gives that like evil smile right away. Yeah, he did definitely acted very well, like the evil part of it. Yeah. So they end up getting back to the house. Uh, the kid's acting weird, right? He ends up like stabbing the dad in the hand at dinner with a fork. Mm-hmm. He's not listening to the parents anymore. He's not talking either. Yeah, he's not like talking. Which is like a big, yeah. big giveaway, right? Yeah. He ends up going to sleep at some point, and the mother comes in to check on him. And did you the the, the reflection of I the kid in, in in the mirror? That was that was really good. I was yeah. like, oh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, there wasn't any kind of a um, a question that this was obviously not the child that we first met in the beginning. The parents were so like the mom was was like blaming the husband for not, you know, focusing on his issues from that that murder investigation that, you know, destroyed his cop career last year. He has this, you know, PTSD and the parents are kind of back and forth with um, making excuses as to why the child is this, is the way he is or, you know, don't parent my child that way type of um, situation. The kid ends up killing the dad, and then she she doesn't realize it, though, until after the phone call, right? Wait, wait, no. The guy from the property calls, yeah. and then she doesn't take it seriously. But then her husband is killed, and then she's freaking out, and she calls and tries to find out, you know, what to do. How in the hell did this guy from the 
like land like track him down i think he says like i saw your license plate number or whatever but like it's it's like christmas eve is it christmas eve yes yeah, so how in the hell is this guy he was going to call his buddy that works at the DMV and like, hey, give me this guy's address I, on Christmas I, that's Eve? That's the only explanation. <laughs> or he was maybe an ex-cop. Right. Um, so he's like, hey, you know, that's not your kid. It's a changeling. And I was like, I knew it was a changeling, right? As soon as I think, I don't know why my brain like hopped a changeling, but uh-huh. as soon as they like pulled it out of the tree, I was like, that's a changeling. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that related to a Christmas, like, folk, folk tale? No, it's, it's not necessarily related to Christmas. It's just... Um, a European... If a kid gets, like, swapped out, mm-hmm. it's, like, typically, like, a changeling is, like... I want to say, like, I saw it on, like, the TV show Supernatural, like, a long time ago is when, like, they first, you know, because they encounter all sorts of monsters. But it's just, like, a classical, like, monster that impersonates, like, your kid. Okay. Okay. So. um, Okay. So let me talk a little bit about how this changeling takes down a, a cop. Um, which I, we didn't hear any kind of disruption or any kind of screaming. He's kind of brutally murdered. Yeah, so I was wondering what the significance was of his left hand being cut off, right? Because he was choked with a belt, and then his left hand was cut off. And I was like, is there some sort of significance I'm missing with, like, the left hand thing? Because I was like, is that, like, a Krampus thing? Or is it, like, I I don't know if there's any significance at all to it, really, besides it just being creepy. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, the fact that he he ended up playing with the hand. Uh, So the mother, you know, she hits this thing with a baseball bat to try to, like, knock it out. And I don't know why this... Well, I know why it happens in horror movies because it's, like, a classic horror movie thing to, like, hit something and then immediately run away from it. Like, if you hit something, you keep hitting it until, like, you're, like, winded. <laughs> or it's, like... <laughs> until, like... Honestly, even if I thought it was dead, like, I would still continue to hit something. Well... And, until I just couldn't pick up the bat anymore. I mean, and then... But then it's also the the fact that you got to keep your eye on that thing. Yeah, you like... you turn around and they're gone immediately. Yeah, you don't, like, hit something and then, like, oh, I guess I'll, I'll run around this corner yeah. now, yeah. you know? It's like having a snake, uh, like, go into your house... <laughs> And then you you don't run away from it. You need to know where it is at all times. Maybe you don't run away from it. I run away from a snake <laughs> in my house. I just I just move like if a snake invades yeah, my could, house. Yeah, you'd have to move if you lose <laughs> sight of it. <laughs> There's no other choice. Um. So she she ends up bagging this this thing and taking it back and it's this creepy little thing when she gets it back and the the guy that owns the land is there at first i thought he was like a good guy and then he was just kind of like oh yeah i I keep an eye on these things he's like a slave owner kind of but what do they do for him i thought they just kind of lived there because at first i was like why don't you just burn this entire forest down if there's a bunch of changelings that live here and uh i guess he was like oh yeah i'm just here to make sure they don't run off he's like this one's always running off you know so he's like the guardian i guess i don't i'm not really sure what his deal is but she ends up shooting this guy and at first i'm like oh that's really bad right yeah but then the changeling just gives her a kid back and like they just leave. Maybe there was some kind of an enchanted spell that she just broke by, you know. She like she this like guy. she freed him from this yeah, guy. That and that's probably why he was like, oh yeah, um, you know, here's your son back. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's that that could be it. Yeah, but I didn't think the son was going to be alive. No, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, how 
messed up would that have been though if she gets her kid back and like takes him home it's actually just another changeling <laughs> it's like it's like the original changeling he's just talking now he's like oh yeah now I can now I really got her fooled you know oh another super creepy thing is um when stuff crawls on ceilings because he was crawling on the ceiling oh, yeah. at one point mm-hmm. that never stops being creepy to me mm. that is always creepy but the the kind of fourth and final part of this and I feel like this was the best part was like the Santa thing what was your first impression of Santa I thought he was like one of the best looking Santas that's what I thought <laughs> like he he looked like what you thought Santa Claus would look like he he wasn't that completely jolly Santa well and he has blood on his face in the very oh beginning. that's what we're talking about yeah. okay he, like when you very first slash. saw him. oh okay I yeah. thought he was pretty badass yeah he definitely gives off a badass vibe. Yeah. And that's kind of how the movie kicks off is is with that. And I'm like, this is different than I thought it would be. He has the elves in his uh, workshop, right? And one, one of the elves gets, like, belligerent and, like, cusses out Mrs. Claus. And then, like, chops his own fingers off and then dies, like, immediately. And they're like, elves can't die. What was the second thing that he said after that? I didn't catch it. I, I forgot what it was. But he was like... He was very not jolly for, and all the all the other elves were like what you would expect an elf to be like. You know, they were like, "Oh, cookies." Miss Claus is pretty pretty hot. Yes, she was in this movie. Yes, so blonde, tall, yeah, not what I not your typical Mrs. Uh, Claus, right? Because like I'm typically you know like an older woman with like you know white hair and like oh here's some cookies you know yeah but she was all day yeah like (laughs) someone that's what I picture I don't picture like a attractive blonde woman to be Miss Claus. I was like, I don't I don't hate it, though. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a different... They jump to this weird point where it's like, oh, the elves are now coming back from, from the dead. And I was like, hell yeah, we got zombie elves. But they're really not zombies. They're more just like feral elves. They're more just little, like, savages at this point. Um... Oh, because a zombie would kind of... Yeah, like when you say, remember, I mean, yeah, because well, they were kind yeah, of taking on. They were like talking and stuff, and they were just like vicious little killers. Right. Right. When you think zombies, there's a very specific thing that you think of. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, these these uh, elves basically turned into these uh, like raging killing machines to take down Santa. Yeah. And um, Mrs. Claus. Well, they took down each other first. And then they all went after Santa and Mrs. Santa. Yeah. So um, one thing I thought was funny was that there was an exit sign in the building. And I was like, hey, at least they're up to code in in the North Pole (laughs) on like, you know, which kind of ties into the end. So I thought I was like, oh, man, this Santa is pretty badass. You know, he's over here sharpening his staff to like use it as a weapon. And he knew instinctively that he needed to like chop off heads. This thing was so strong. It was slicing and dicing limbs off of these elves and uh then i thought oh my gosh this is like the perfect battleground you are always going to be stronger than these elves because elves are always like half the size of a human being and then whenever he was attacking them they were like almost like they were made out of jello they were so easy to 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 kill yeah he uh that that mailroom fight uh-huh. where he gets like swarmed with the elves yeah. and he just kind of throws them all off, you know? It was like I, a superhero. Dude, it's Santa Claus. He carries around a giant sack full, full of endless toys. He's super strong, you know? <laughs> I guess so. But he, the fighting was awesome. I was like, man, this is like actually like pretty action packed, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like you said, he was in there chopping heads off. For some reason, it popped in my head like, oh, he's going to have a real Manning problem next year. 
like he's gonna have to like figure this out because he killed all of his workers. Yeah. So like, for I don't even know where elves come from, but like, how is he gonna get himself out? Of it? Like, is this just the end of Christmas now because he had to kill all the elves? You know. Um, and then they get to him and Mrs. Claus and I was like yo this is going to be a boss fight between Miss Claus and Santa Claus right because uh, she ends up getting infected and then he just like offs her pretty quick and I'm like oh well I guess that's not the boss fight but then they get to the real boss fight where Krampus busts into the stables where he's keeping all the reindeer mm-hmm. and they have this like badass like Santa Claus versus Krampus fight right yeah what did, what did you think of that well it kind of so the whole time I was thinking is this guy the is this the female from the other Krampus story? That's yeah. the first thing I thought, because I was like, this Krampus looks a little different. But then I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's, everything is kind of tying in. So this gets us to kind of the conclusion where Santa is about to, like, slay Krampus, and Krampus is like, no, don't do it, you know? And... This entire time, William Shatner, the radio host, keeps popping up. And there's this other guy that works at the radio station named Norman, who's, mm-hmm. like, at the mall as, like, Santa Claus for some charity event, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time, there's, there's a, uh, like, disturbance notices yeah, this, from like, the mall. Something's going on at the yeah. mall. We don't know what it is. Right. Um, and at, at this point, like, you realize, like, oh, Santa Claus is, like, Storm and Norman. Yeah. And that was, like, a huge twist. I actually thought that was a great twist. I didn't see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. Did you see that coming? No, I didn't. Yeah. I was, it was, like, kind of, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Because they were t- completely different actors, too. Yeah. So you wouldn't have even guessed it. And then, like, stuff started really making sense with the Santa Claus thing. I was like, oh, that's why there was, like, an exit sign at the North Pole. And that's why Santa's workshop seemed so weird to me. Because I was like, this is kind of weird stuff to have in Santa's in Santa's workshop, you know? Because he's, like, wandering through the mall killing people with an axe. Oh, okay. Okay, so his, like, hallucinations are being taken from reality. Yeah, because all it, it cuts to like him killing all those people mm-hmm. when he was like thought he was killing these evil elves or whatever. That, see, that's why they were so easy to kill because they were not trained killers. Yeah, they were like they're like they're wrapping like, gifts at the mall, and some <laughs> insane got, Santa Claus comes along and, <laughs> and just like starts slaying people, you know. So I I thought that was really cool, like a really cool twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I like typically I can see like a twist coming, but I did yeah. not see this coming. So what did you think? What was the 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 backstory of Norman? You think that's a good question, right? Because he's like grumpy at the beginning, and yeah. he he holds up the sign that says like "fuck Christmas," you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know before he's off to like the church. Yeah, <laughs> and William Shatner's like, well, Storm and Norman's not in the in the in the Christmas mood tonight, apparently, you know. Uh, so I have no clue. Maybe he's just like, he went postal. Yeah, I guess so. Like maybe the holidays just got to him or whatever. Because like, I guess people do like not do well during the holidays typically. But that seems a bit extreme to go on like a killing rampage when you're dressed up like Santa Claus. Oh uh, yeah. So overall, what did you think of the movie? It was probably one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. Dude, that, that's actually in my notes. It just says, this is my new favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> like, forget Home Alone or A Christmas Story. Like, I think I'm going to end up watching this one every year. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting a Christmas a Christmas movie that has the genre of horror to actually be good. Yeah. Um, but it, like you said, in the end, you know, I think that the audience, they're going to find that... Um, how it all just ties together was kind of a nice little, you know, tied itself into a nice little package. 
it wrapped up the story like very well. So it was uh it was very entertaining to watch. Yeah, so I wouldn't really say it's a horror movie. Like it had a few moments that made me jump or whatever, but it was like an incredibly fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I had a lot of fun watching this. Um so I would give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I think that's pretty good. I think for a Christmas movie, I'd give it a, give it a nine out of ten. It was a it was um, it's something that I don't know if I'd watch it every year like I would watch um, It's a Wonderful Life, but um, it was it be, it's definitely a movie that I would recommend to other people, and it is. Um, it's a well well done movie, very entertaining. Thank you for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. My name is Jenny. I'm Justin. And we will see you next time. Matane.